Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Hello, Victory Point family, and those who are listening today is Wednesday, November 29th. My name is Kevin Crawford. I'm your host this week, and I am joined by our newest staff member here at Victory Point, and I'll hand it off to him. It is... Malachi Vanderswag, live in the flesh. Yes, we're so glad you're here. He is the newest person on staff to help disciple our youth, students, and young adults. Um, and so as you work with students, you've worked with students for several years now doing internships at other church, um, what excites you about youth ministry, Malachi? That's a loaded question. <laughs> I, all right, first let's take it back a little bit. Um, there's just a moment that's always stuck in my heart since, uh, I was a leader for some middle school students and I was probably in ninth or 10th grade and, we were at Lawton, Michigan for this summer camp, and we just were having a normal worship service in the morning and just seeing like sixth and seventh graders like genuinely worshiping mm. just like hit a note on my heart that just just stuck with me. And I don't know, since then I just continue, like even now I'll look around when worshiping around students and it just is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. And, uh, yeah, there's that. There's also the youth side of me that's like, I get to be dumb and be a kid <laughs> again because, you know, just keep hanging out with them. But um, yeah, I'd say just I love the energy. I love just the call, um, I, the call on students. I love just when they step up to these opportunities. I love encouraging. And um, yeah, I'd say one of the biggest things with student ministry is just like especially like high school uh, has been a burden on my heart just because it's it's like the last step before going out the door for most mm -hmm. people and going off into the world as adults. And uh, I don't know, it just I feel like God's put on my heart for high schoolers and middle schoolers too, honestly. I've seen some middle schoolers really mature and step up in youth group. Um, but just to, to prepare them, to be able to equip them with knowledge, to equip them with just like a firm foundation with Jesus. Not that like I can do that, but just to like create an atmosphere um, or create conversations that can like steer it that way so that they feel prepared, they feel equipped to live a life that's different than the world because there's going to be so many influences. There already is so many influences of our culture now for high schoolers and middle schoolers and even elementary kids because that just keeps getting younger and younger where just the, the opportunities for culture to influence you because of just the exposure to internet and stuff mm -hmm. and social media. And so, yeah, just continuing to love up on them and just charge them up so that, you know, when the time comes, they're just ready to go out and just do the great commission. Yeah. So what are some challenges to youth ministry today? Do you think? Challenges? Uh, definitely the tool of phones. I've heard some hard stories with some mm -hmm. youth groups and stuff where, Phones, phones can be so helpful, but at the same time, they can be very destructive depending on how you use them. Um, but one of the biggest things is just accessibility, uh, just accessibility to the internet, accessibility to like with Snapchat, just, you know, sending pictures that can delete just doesn't sound like a recipe for anything good. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah. And then I don't know, just the comparison that comes from posting things online and, 
Uh, I, I myself have kind of been off social media for a few years now, but I just noticed that like, even if it's the smallest little bit, like you do get affected when like you don't get a certain amount of likes or you do get affected by like these ads that like are on your screen, like Snapchat. Um, there's just like things that I think are set up in the algorithm that they know are like the biggest struggles. Like mm-hmm. they're going to have like, Oh, how to be successful, how to get a lot of money quickly. They're going to have just women that are not wearing much on it just to catch your attention. They're going to have, um, just like this rebellious, like fun lifestyle. And yeah, I just, there's too many things out there trying to pour into students. And so I think that's one of the hardest things that as a Christian culture, we've got to combat against. And I think it starts with even just training kids even younger now, um, and just continuing to have those harder conversations at younger ages, just because, you know, the world isn't slowing down. The world's just trying to see, kill, and destroy as fast as it can. And so, yeah, I'd say that's definitely one of the biggest ones. Yeah, as a challenge for, excuse me, as a parent of four boys. Yeah, yeah, just the accessibility of information and comparison Yeah, and the addictive reality of the algorithms Mm -hmm. over and over. And like, I got to keep my streaks alive. I got to keep my streaks alive. Um, And if you don't keep your streaks alive, it's like you didn't eat your drug for the day. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, If you're not familiar with that, that's just like you continue to snap, meaning like text, message a person on Snapchat over and over for many days. Yeah. So, well, we're excited for your heart for youth ministry. We're excited that you continue to grasp and your heart breaks in compassion for the youth that are wanting to be destroyed by the evil one uh, in sneaky ways. And so, um, thanks for sharing that. Before we get to the scripture day, again, trivia this week, a multi-generational church, you're working with the, our, our younger generation. So here's the, the question for today. of Gen Z adults have a somewhat or very favorable favorable opinion of what? 86% of Gen Z adults have a somewhat or very favorable opinion of what? The U.S. government, YouTube, Nike, or Microsoft? (laughs) I was hoping one would just really stick out, but... (laughs) What were the first two? YouTube and... U.S. government, YouTube, Nike, or Microsoft. Gen Z has a somewhat or very favorable opinion of this group or organization. Um, I feel like it's got to be the government. Politics is just so big. Favorable? Oh, favorable as in not the most talked about, like the one they, they like talking about? They have a favorable about. opinion of it. Oh, oh, um... I kind of tipped the hat there. <laughs> no, 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 that's fine. Um, uh, YouTube then? I would go with YouTube. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, 86% of Gen Z have a favorable opinion, not of the government, not well, not, not of Nike, not that it's a big deal, not of Microsoft, yeah. not a big deal, but comparison of YouTube or the government that just kind of shows the reality of the world of what Gen Z lives in and thinks of and what they have a strong opinion about. Like, oh, this is good. Yeah. And what they're consuming and what they trust in. Yeah. So that's our little fun fact for you today about multi-generation and Gen Z. I am part of that statistic. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> so we're in John 17 as we continue in our Bible reading plan here at Victory Point. We're looking at John 17 this week um, and Jesus' prayer for us, actually, in this section 
So Malachi, would you be willing to read John 17 verses 20 through 26 for us today? I would love to. All right, back in the CSB again. Uh, I pray not only for these, but also for those who believe in me through their word. May they all be one as you, Father, are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe you sent me. I have given them the glory you have given me so that they may be one as we are one. I am in them and you are in me so that they, so that they may be made completely one so that the world may know you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am so that they will see my glory, which you have given me because you love me before the world's foundation. Righteous Father, the world has not known you. However, I have known you and they have known that you sent me. I made your name known to them and will continue to make it known so that the love you have loved me with may be in them and I may be in them. So it's pretty amazing. Jesus says, I'm not praying for the people in his media, but I'm praying for those who will believe. So this is Jesus' prayer for us today. <clears throat> As he was living on the earth, he prayed this for us before he went to the cross, was crucified, buried, and raised again on the third day. So Malachi, from this, what sticks out to you, what grabs your heart um, from Jesus' prayer for us to his Father? Yeah, first off, this tongue twister that I just read. <laughs> yes, it is a tongue twister. It's like... You won, I won, we won, you're loving me, I am loving them. Yeah. Um, right away, it just sounds so much like John 15 when just like abiding in God, um, which I'm. that's probably one of the best chapters in John if you haven't uh, read it. Um, I know it was in one of the previous weeks. Actually, I don't know if it was. But anyway, I recommend it regardless. But yeah, I just really love that um, one of the biggest like – spotlights that God or Jesus has is just like this oneness together, like this oneness that we can share with God, like that Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit have, we can be a part of that. He welcomes us into that. Um, and it just, it sounds kind of weird that we could be one with them. Like they're like <clears throat> something's missing, but yeah. that's just the power of, uh, Jesus's, uh, justification over us. And so, yeah, I just think that's such a beautiful picture. Yeah, there's a mystery there of that oneness. Mm -hmm. You know, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is one. And then he invites us as the church to be one, um, which is really kind of the same as like a husband and wife. The two become one. There's a there's a mystery there yeah. of this oneness. Even though there's a mystery, there's a purpose to the oneness. And so we see a, a significant purpose here that the the miracle of oneness in the church is to be displayed to the world, you mm -hmm. know? If we just went back to our trivia question, the confidence that people have is more confidence in YouTube than the government and Gen Z, you know? <laughs> yeah. and, and that kind of exposes the fracturedness and the brokenness of our culture. Yeah. And a, a culture that's looking for unity and oneness somewhere mm -hmm. that God set up through the church Yeah. to be one as a signpost yeah. to him. Yeah. So anything else that draws out from this passage for you? Yeah. Well, just with what you said, um, I saw in a post or like a post something I talked about with my young adults group last week, but it just said that this generation, Generation Z or the next one, is just like one of the most connected um, ever. But it's also the most lonely, which I feel like connected is, again, more of that word that just means access right. and just like the things that we can get to. But I just want to point out, like, 
let that sink in that this is one of the loneliest generations, like by survey for just young people. And I don't know, as a youngish person, like I definitely have seasons of still feeling lonely. Um, but like, how much should we like put that at the pedestal of just like, we need to love them. We need to encourage them. We need to walk with them. Um, I'm a huge fan of just intergenerational churches just because like there's so much power in just having an older, wiser mentor. And I have a couple in my life who pour into me, Mm -hmm. um, and teach me so I don't have to learn the hard way. And, uh, yeah, that's just so powerful. And so just like reading through this, this is just like, this is the answer to Gen Z being the loneliest generation. This right here just says it all that God is already praying for us. Jesus is already praying a prayer of intercession for us and inviting us into a relationship. So like those lonely feelings, like we don't have to feel that anymore. Like he wants to be that answer to just our pain and our struggles. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, all we have to do is just go to him with that. Yeah. We have a, we have, yeah, we have a tendency to isolate ourselves and insulate ourselves, which go back to Adam and Eve when they mm-hmm. cover themselves because of shame and guilt and yeah. tried to hide from God and tried to hide from each other by covering themselves. And we continue to hide ourselves from one another every generation, and it's even heightened more in this generation. And, you know, as as the church community, God wants us to to be a naked, metaphorically. Let's yeah. make sure that we're, you know, I know it's a podcast, you can't see us right now, but we are clothed. Uh, but to be open with one another and he's made us the ability to be vulnerable with one another for the oneness of the church and the new Testament, the epistles are filled with all the one another's yeah. of, of that. Um, you know, John 17 and John 13, 34 and 35 are significant verses for my life that by the love we have for one another, the world will know that we are his disciples. Mm-hmm. So built into the system, of the church, God designed this inwardness and outwardness together yeah which is then built on the foundation of our upward connection with him Mm -hmm. so any challenges from this today or any thoughts for our listeners as we wrap up today i'm putting you on the spot here yeah no that's fine any challenges um as you'll continue to learn i'm very relational so my challenge as i make it up as we go is going to be uh find one person and uh send them a text of encouragement but be intentional about just like what you see uh, in them, be specific on just like how you see God's created them to be and just like how they've lived into that. Great. That's one way to build into oneness and connectedness with others this week or today. So thanks, Malachi. We will be back with you tomorrow. Have a great day. Thanks. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.